Pitch Pals, here we are with the review, the full review section for episode 62, Super Mario Brothers from 1993. Andy's here with me. I'm Drew. I forgot to say that. And we are joined very, very excitedly. We're excited. Hopefully Mike's a bit excited. Oh, We're joined I could, be, Mike I could be more excited. I could be more excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've, we'll probably keep this one a little bit shorter because we've, we've done a bit of a bumper review section that will go out to everyone who's listening to the main feed but here we are just to go over our 3.1 Devon out of five score for super mario brothers 1993 andy you're shaking your head such a i can't believe it like literally it's got like that toe over the line of a recommendation it's just <laughs> like look hey most of me is over is, is not but i've got that toe over that says it's a recommendation yeah what? Uh, that's it's the thing like, so I'm going to go on a bit more of what I said in the in the other bit of the podcast. Um, there are bits of it where they are either so bad they're fun or they are gen- genuinely fun or anything like that. And then literally half of it is boring. So if you want to watch like a good bad movie, I would used to suggest this, but now I wouldn't. It'd be, it would be something like, like a classic, like obviously like The Room. I thought this was up there with like The Room. And it's better than The Room. You know, it's like... But I wasn't looking for that. I was, uh, I was, I was looking for something to slam. But like you, half it is boring, so it's like it's, like, it's think, bad in that sense. Think about who you'd be recommending because I, th- I think this is a genuinely strong, like kids' film, and also strong film for people who, like, I still got a kick out of the Mario references. I enjoyed the energy of this movie. Would you like? I would. Would you really that. not recommend that people watch this piece of? Film no, history. because like it's it's one. It's only luckily it's not. It's a nineties movie, so it's what ninety minutes or something like that. They keep to that it's time not frame. Not even that. It's like seventy-seven minutes long. Yeah, oh, yeah. is it? It is. Wow. It is the minimum viable product. <laughs> yeah. <of a> movie. <laughs> they had ninety <laughs> minutes, but they cut the last thirteen pages. We did. Like, Everyone involved fulfilled their contractual obligations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't, because again, it's it's like it's not so bad that it's worth a watch you know like get a couple of buddies around have some beers or whatever um and it's and it's not obviously good enough to to watch and enjoy again and again in in my opinion just like there's just not it's just, yeah it's just boring at points and yeah no just there's just nothing really nothing i could really i just it's just mm, it's just an enough movie i was so looking forward to like ah it's really i got i obviously think it's shit i've got some i've got some points but uh, in terms of recommendation, I wouldn't. Nah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I for me, I was, I was, I was quite impressed with the effects. I did. We've mentioned in in the main show that it's the same year that Jurassic Park came out, and I remember oh, when I was watching it, I was ah, you know, for early nineties, that those those effects are pretty good. And then hmm. my brain went, this is the same year as Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, Yoshi. And- Fucking Yoshi pulled it back. The, that definitely the that, animatronics Yoshi are so got a good. Full point. Yeah, Yoshi got a full point because it wouldn't like won my score or something like that. But Yoshi, which the first time I was like, wow, that's really good CGI for that time. And then I was like, oh shit, no, it's proper. Like they built it, and then apparently it had like sixty wires like stashed in its stomach or something like that. Um, that was great. Yeah, that was really good. That's that's it. That's uh, that's all you can praise the movie for is Yoshi. Well, let's. What else did I like about this movie? No, because genuinely, like every like three seconds, you, every three seconds, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? Where the fuck are the mushrooms? Why are they like at a nightclub? 
Why are everywhere. they not wearing they're the? Everywhere. They... They're brown and gooey, and they're everywhere. They're, they're always not wearing the, the, the right colors. Who the fuck's Daisy? I don't know Daisy. I'm not a big Mario so, fan, so I'm like. I think... Like, genuinely, you raise a valid point that it kind of feels... You know when you see, like, the fifth or tenth, uh, you know, um, adaptation of a story, and they have to do a cool gimmick? So, like, we're, we're adapting <laughs> Shakespeare. This is the 17th Macbeth bait movie. We're setting yeah. it in the Second World War, right? Like, yeah. And it's that kind of thing of, like, it's like they made it like they were actively trying to be like subtly adapting the intriguing world of mario in mm. like it almost feels it feels like there were 10 mario movies before this one that were exactly what you'd expect <laughs> and then these guys were like no it's time yeah. for a new take on mario we've got to refresh this so but it this was the is, first time just, just that's what i love about it that's what i love of mario exactly. movies exactly who, this is, who wrote this i script? love them. who who published this sorry who distributed it warners or no, well, it's I not think, No, it was independently produced, I think. This well, is one of the was. first big-budget indie saying, movies. Who wrote a script, went to Warner Brothers, and someone at Warner Brothers was like, yeah, <coughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, so right. I don't know if it's true, but the story is that it was basically this guy who went to Nintendo and got the rights really cheap. Yeah. And then managed well, to bring together a bunch of money people to make it. Like, it was basically made outside the film system that's the story i don't know if that's, that's true or good not. how much is the budget then do we know because i heard that after this nintendo like yeah. took the rights for like 20 years and they were like we're not gonna yeah this put them off they were not happy They're with like... this movie yeah. probably yeah. probably largely because the post credit scene which is weirdly <laughs> racist for a film that is based on japanese ip yeah oh my god yeah, like, it's exactly I, what you assume a comedy bit about some Japanese people from a 1990s yeah, movie would be. Yes. Um, yeah. It is unfortunately exactly that. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I love it. I said this in the, the other bit. Like, I feel, I think it is basically, it's so weird and so strange in its world building and sci-fi and it blew my 10 year old mind and i think that's what drew said i think is true is this isn't an adult this isn't a film for adults to watch this is not we live in an era where movies are made to appeal to men in their 40s and children <laughs> of five years old like we live in that era we are genuinely we have you know if you look at most mainstream movies now they are deliberately targeting adults and children kind of equally and this was yeah. a movie made aggressively for children but with a weird fixation on doing like very adult production design like it looks and feels like uh, a 80s creepy sci-fi world yeah but like for children you know for kids um so you've got this weird juxtaposition i think that's where most of its tonal issues come from is that visually it looks it does look like blade runner it looks like a kind of a a uh, 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 Ridley Scott sci-fi creepy film, and then but for then for the you know the script is exactly what the script is, and that's and that kind of <laughs> for me that's the beauty of it. That weird kind of I don't I assume everyone involved didn't want to be making a Mario movie, but saw the budget and went this is an opportunity to make a weird sci-fi movie. Mm. I have to believe that's how how this happened, but I'm so glad it did because it's so fucking wrong. And it would be so much less interesting if it didn't have, if it wasn't trying to gesture constantly at I'm a Mario movie honest. I think it would be yeah. much less interesting. I think it's the stuff where they have to like, I don't know, the king's a mushroom or something. Like all of those kind of decisions. And that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it fun. Because without those things, I think it wouldn't have anywhere near the kind of personality. I think it would just feel like a generic cyberpunky sci-fi 
mm. situation. It did make me um, wonder, as so I've just looked it up, eight, 48 million, between 42 and 48 million the uh, budget for this was. Which is well, quite yeah. a lot for the time. I, like I, I think it's... Yeah, and it says here forty million went to uh, Bob Hoskins and John for their booze, uh, for the booze they drank on set. So <laughs> um, it's just, yeah. Oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say now. Isn't the world a richer <laughs> place for this movie existing though? I think I, it's better. I think we're better off. I'm with Mike on it's. It's a it's a fascinating like. I haven't I haven't done enough. I'd I'd spent far too long deep diving and into the Spider-Man Two pizza music mm. and <laughs> forgot forgot to you forgot, overinvested yeah. in that. Yeah, I, I really did. I yeah. I my ADHD got me really badly I, uh, with that. I found something I like on my notes. The one thing okay. I like. That's good. Um, it's it's near the start. I think it's when the goons uh, are chasing Daisy, um, and some guy walks out holding what you think is nothing and then the goons like literally walk into a pane of glass that's being transported from like door to car and i'm just like that got a laugh an old like 60s gag they literally hit it you heard the dunk and they were like like like, like, squidged their noses and then walked on and i was like there's a glass pane gag in this movie (laughs) like oh man that's it doesn't doesn't that doesn't that level of gag set the tone right for you like that's that's that level of comedy being in this movie that level of energy yeah, of if performance it li- if it li- like lived up to that level of comedy and it wasn't that high of a level to be with <laughs> i i found it i just found it really charming like ah, oh, the i i the really obvious moment where luigi flies in the in the shaft and mario jumps out and he's holding him up and there's just one shot where you can just see the cable, and yeah, it's yeah. fairly close up. They've done nothing <laughs> to try and disguise it, and it almost it almost got me on a kind of Garth Marenghi level at that point. I was like, I feel like that's intentional, yeah. and I I don't think it was. I think that these people went out and set out to make the the weirdest, crazy movie that they could. Mm. I one thing that I did get to was that apparently. The original script before it was rewritten was even more like bizarre and avant-garde. Oh, I heard and... it was more related to an actual, related more to the source. Rather, I mean, I've role. seen one that was yeah. much more, much more kind of you know Mario jumps out of a pipe, and then this like like there is definitely mm. a version of it. There's, I think there's two versions. Like there's literally like a script that is exactly what you're saying, very avant-garde, and then there is one that is more. Oh, that's a Mario movie, yeah. and it seems like they didn't necessarily pick the right choice. The, doing halfway the between the two was well, and they went in the middle, which seems if the the coin yeah. landed on its edge, and they went, I guess this is a sign. <laughs> combine these completely, but yeah. that's to me that's the charm of it. The 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 is it is it Reebok? The bombs have like Reebok yes. for our yeah. placement. That kind of stuff, like just, I love that because it's kind of, it is kind of that Garth Marengo thing you're saying of like, you see the process in that point when you're like, they sold the rights. They also, yeah. they, they took a, they took a, a partnership with Reebok and for bomb shoes. Yeah. That was a course. Two adults had a meeting about that <laughs> and money yeah. was That's exchanged. <laughs> and I love that. I, I just, I just, I love it. And just, just the weird adaptation, the, the tiny headed, um lizards oh, yeah 
Yeah. No, when they start dancing no in the elevator, what the fuck is going Amazing, on? he starts swaying that. them. That's incredible. It. That's incredible. That is a... Con- that, I don't... Like, that to me, that's the joy of this film is is it feels... Weirdly, it feels like an auteur mm. movie. It feels like someone who was making choices. This yeah. didn't feel like uh, no committee signed <laughs> off on any of this. No group of people sat in a yeah. writer's room and went, the thing about Mario is dancing, right? So we have to have this <laughs> bit where there's like there was a there was a voice saying something. And I think that is also what makes the room last. The room is is entertaining because it's bad, obviously, but I love it as a psychological study of the creator. Mm. Like like sure, yeah, yeah. what <laughs> happened to him that this was the story he wanted to tell. Like and the and the that I find that fascinating way more than the actual you know yeah. movie itself and or the or the humor of it. I just it's like, what's his story? Who hurt him? And how did they hurt him? What was the betrayal? Did it even happen? Was this or 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 is he doing a story because he thinks that's what drama? Like that's yeah. what I enjoy, and I think I feel the same way about this. Like I want. I'm sure there is an amazing oral history of the production of this film somewhere. I need to go and read that. I hope so. There's three things in the first five minutes that annoy me. My hands off for five. <laughs> okay, come on then. First shot, Luigi. Not even a punch pencil mustache. No stubble. I no. did. I did He's have the young. same thought. He's Hell, very young. Have a little mustache, a pencil, or, or, a, Hitler, or a joke. A joke about the fact that he tried to grow one. Yeah, that he can't pads. grow a mustache. Oh, yeah, Mario, I can't <laughs> grow a tash. Yeah. Oh, you'll get there. Just keep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You you make a joke about it, right? Like what you know, one day. Uh, you're absolutely right. They then get a call to go to a job. They get booked for a job because they're plumbers. Mm, they then get sense. in the they get in their van and they're wearing the wrong colours for no reason. Mario's wearing green and Luigi's in red. Literally, did they just were they too drunk and picked up the wrong coats and no one realized? Or do they just like Mario's red? That's a simple thing you could do. Um and then they get to the job that they were booked for, and then they're like arch rival, what the, the Scapellis have yeah, taken the, their job. The, ma- the mafia baddies. <laughs> yeah. Like we they got booked for a job and they're like, oh no, we've lost it. It's like a spelly. How? You got booked for it. Like, like I, <laughs> I I found it quite like he's obviously he's meant to be a baddie, Scapelli, mm. and like he's there, he sabotages the dig site, he's 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 a baddie. But at the end, when when Cooper comes through and he devolves him into a chimp, and everyone, all of these human beings who have just seen monsters come through from another world and see a man turned into a chimpanzee, they all laugh. Yeah. And that, to me, I was just like, oh, I can't someone be a bit horrified by what's happened to this human being, whether he's a baddie or not? Like that's well, his I, goons, like pick him up and just like oh we got a chip now I guess oh boss what happened to you yeah <laughs> and yeah I did I I did want them to to mention just, I I wanted some recognition of the fact that that would actually be pretty yeah. intense but again for mm. kids movie energy it's Looney Tunes that, that's it's a what, cartoon yeah. like you're not dealing with real. Which, which does, I think, weirdly, of all the criticisms, I think the wearing the wrong colours of red and green between the two characters is the most reasonable criticism you just said. <laughs> like, simple thing to do. Because that it's is, like, like, this is iconic, guys. This yeah. is... But That's I guess like, what's, what's weird is... They were saving is, it for the big reveal. 
I know, and but I was also, like, do the colours like, mean something? And then, no, they just... But it was also them. early enough, I wonder, if the they didn't. Like, if, if people were not thinking. It's like when you look back at, like, old Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles yeah. stuff, and, like, well, no one cared yeah. what the actual colours were. <laughs> no, he, he, we he, cared because we were 10-year-olds, yeah. but the 10-year-olds yeah. were not making the decisions back then. Nowadays, we're he's, he's the generation who gets to make the calls, but, like... <laughs> Back then, we were kids and no one gave a crap, but we cared that much that one of them wore red and one of them wore green. I think that's yeah. the big fundamental thing that, like, I keep, I kind of keep having, just to make this about me for a second, hey, I keep having to make this point in, like, interviews and stuff is, like, nerds won. Like, nerds, nerds are now in control of most of the media that they liked as kids. Like, the people who are making the decisions on this stuff generally now are the people who liked this stuff. That was not how media targeted at nerdy kids when we were kids was made it was made by people who thought we were nerdy kids and didn't really give a crap <laughs> so you do have a lot of this stuff where like you know and you see this in the world of kind of video games in hollywood like back when we were kids no one gave a crap about license licensed games et was like the height of it like you know you can achieve great things but but now it's like i'm going into meetings and the people who i'm talking to are like this is going to be like as good as Goldeneye was, right? It's like, yeah, sure, it's gonna be as good as Goldeneye. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's great. Like, but genuinely, that's the that's the that's the shift that's happened. I think when you wow. hold those old media, when you hold something like the Super Mario movie to our modern standards of like, of course, the people who make a Mario movie should know what colors the characters are meant to be. I just I just don't think that's how it worked back then. I don't think that crossed people's mind. I think. They were making big, but now we're living in big, right? Nowadays, it is the nerdy kid is now in charge of what kind of Transformer should be made. And that yeah. was not the case. It was a bunch of people in suits who were making all the stuff we liked as kids. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's not a defense, but I, I, I think it's, I think that is the context something like this was made in. And I think probably the people making this movie were annoyed that the only way they could get 48 million or whatever you said to make a movie <laughs> was to put in 20 references to a video game that they yeah. didn't give a crap about. When did Austin so, Powers first come out? I was 97, I think. 97. This guy, uh, Cooper, uh, was it Dennis Hopper? Is it me? Mm. Or is he just, like doing a bad Dr. Evil impression, even though Dr. Evil came out later? <laughs> I think that's just Dennis Hopper's voice. Yeah, that's just Dennis, Dennis Hopper's voice. At one point he said, I think this is almost word for word, mud is clean and dirty at the same time. <laughs> that's not his fault. That's, that's script. He still said you, it. You he could have taken the writers down and been like, no. I no, Dennis Dennis Hopper is one of those guys. Though, if you've got lines like that, it's Dennis Hopper you hire to read them. Yeah, like yeah. one of those actors yeah. who's just like he sold it. Like he goes for mm. it. He's chewing the scenery. Um, no, he was he was awesome. I love yeah. Dennis Hopper. I did like the, uh, uh, the the machine that the big machine that devolves the into the into the toads mm. and stuff. Uh, like the little <laughs> high pitched voice when you turn the dial. D of D, D evolve or and Chris, uh, Cretaceous, just Cretaceous. <laughs> it's just like I loved the I diagrams. I remember as a kid being obsessed <laughs> with the diagrams of like the the dino, the classic thing of the monkey turning into the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Done with dinosaurs. As a kid, I was like, oh, they've really. I remember this is the wild thing. I remember at ten years old being like, wow, they've really thought about the science behind this. <laughs> this is a really, this is a really considered thing. Like a completely full child like it's being like this. There's probably some truth to this. Like you yeah. probably do this. 
I I, I appreciated that when they when uh, Daisy finds the fossil earlier in the movie and she's like, oh look, this dinosaur had opposable thumbs. Yeah. And yeah, they. Oh, oh, sorry. I've just thought of something that something else that I wanted to say earlier. I I loved how they how they made the plumbing skills essential to the to the movie and and yeah. it got them out of problems. Yeah. My favorite one comes very early on when Daisy's been kidnapped and they can hear her screaming through a tunnel oh. and Luigi's about to run off down the wrong tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, not that one, that's the echo. How do you know? I've been in tunnels all my life, Stan. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening and down pipes all my life. Like, wow, okay. I, I that and, made me laugh so heartily. I I really yeah. enjoyed that moment. And to be fair, that's good writing, right? That's good action movie writing of like what's mm. what's wh- why is my character a plumber? Is a question someone <laughs> spent too much time thinking about and then worked that back and figured out like all yeah. this stuff. For a so, choice yeah. that like to be clear as well, like the reason Mario's a plumber is not something that was super thought out by Nintendo originally. <laughs> like, this is not like, we're not talking about an adaptation of a well-considered mm. narrative. This is not Last of Us. This is not like <laughs> a nuanced kind of story situation that they're working with here. They are taking a very simple archetype and trying to tell a story that you can that you can cast, you know, actual actors to play. So yeah. not all of their choices are great, but you can understand like why they felt they yeah. had to make them. Yeah. yeah. I love to see a battle um, between the Toads and the Stormtroopers and mm. see how many people actually die because I think Toads are the worst shots. <laughs> I think, they're, I think they're, they're worse than Stormtroopers. Like, you remember that like Family Guy episode where like, the guy's holding the, like, the gun backwards and he's just like, why is this like, mm. not firing right? They're so bad. So bad. And it's not even like, uh, like hero armor. They're literally firing the wrong way, which I guess if they're idiots, it, it kind of allows them to be but i Mm. i really enjoyed the fact that there are like three shots in the movie where they use the fireball guns and you actually see a fireball travel across the screen yeah and then the rest of the time they're just little mini flamethrowers that have no impact on the world around them at all and just the 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 deep frustration someone on the crew must have had to be like no but no every time it fires we've got to do that and someone just be like no we can't afford that <laughs> no one cares yeah just two just people do died it, yesterday we can't do that again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right i reckon we've we've yeah chatted on enough about this that's there's some lovely insights from from you mike <laughs> and andy and i were here too so <laughs> we will we will jump back i'm not in. sure i've said anything of value to be clear Oh, I, I no, you defended the green red argument. That's the thing. I feel well. like I've just become you did, but Yeah, I was like basically. on your side. I was a bit like, oh, yeah, I should get off that back a little bit. Like, I'm Mr. Status Quo, Mike. <laughs> I'm here to mainly to to support the work of uh, people who are not around to thank you for my support. So, thanks, Pitch Pals, for being here with us to listen to us talk about super mario brothers 1993 and we are going to hop back over to the main feed and get our sequels pitched bye